I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I am your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and I am very proud, really proud, to have Visa on our show today. Yes, that's a global payments giant. The very first time on Paisa Paisa, my guest Shalesh Paul, head of merchant sales and solutions and cyber source India and South Asia at Visa. We are going to talk about contactless payments and much more right after this short break. And welcome back, Shalesh. Welcome to Pesa Pesa. Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. It's an honor to have Visa with us on our show. Thank you so much, Anupam. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for that. Pretty sure many of our listeners have a Visa card. I know that I do at least one, maybe a debit and a credit card. And yet, I know Visa doesn't issue cards at all. You know. So, just a quick reminder to our listeners: What exactly does Visa do? <laughs> That's a great question, Anupam. Visa is a network. We're a network that connects buyers to sellers across the world. In fact, over 200 countries across the world. So, what do we really do? When you go to a local store with your card, that local store may not be dealing directly with your bank. So, what we do is we connect that store. That store connects to a bank, and that bank connects to the bank that you might have chosen for your card. And then, now think about it: when you go overseas, you might go to New York City. Certainly, the merchant over there doesn't deal with the bank in India. We make sure that we connect thousands of banks across the world to each other, making sure that these these transactions go through in a few seconds, and they go through with high security, and they go through with resilience. So it works all the time. Amazing. Okay, Shailesh, let's go into the history of face-to-face or contactless payments. I know that the RBI had cleared this back in 2018, four years ago, but the trend mm-hmm. has only recently picked up now. So, what has been the journey so far? How has this evolved? Certainly, Anupam. So, firstly, there's two things to understand. For a contactless transaction to happen, the plastic that you have must be contactless enabled. On the other side of the transaction, you need a device that can read that contactless card. So, what's happened over the last several years is after the RBI uh, said yes to contactless in India, the first thing that we did was we worked with acquirers to quickly set up the POS devices that accept contactless. At the same time, banks started issuing cards. So for new cards, they started issuing contactless cards. As your card comes up for renewal, they would send you a contactless card instead of the old card. So what happened was in the first few years, it was just creating the foundation for contactless. Get enough cards in the market, get enough devices in the market, and then you start educating customers because you need a certain minimum amount of acceptance and the ability to use. So that's what happened. Since then, obviously, the pandemic changed a lot of things. When the pandemic started, people became very health conscious. People became very reluctant to touch bank notes, you know, to give their card away to somebody else. So that was the big uh, boost for contactless because now customers realize that my old Visa debit card that I already have, that's got that contactless logo on it. I can tap it at my local grocery and then I'll be gone. I don't have to put that card away, give it to somebody else. And I don't know if you remember that in the early stages, I used to do it. I would come back and wipe my mobile phone with Dettol and wipe my card with Dettol. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. So, so just tapping your card, getting out of there was faster. It was safe. And it was also a lot more hygienic. So then we saw a massive shift. And customers started becoming very aware of it. And that trend has continued. So now if we look at our data, the growth in contactless transactions is much higher than the growth in non-contactless transactions. And guess what? The customers that are tapping their card more often are using their card more often. Yeah, we're going to get into all that. Shailesh, you made me nostalgic. You remind me of a time 
I don't know if you remember that era when we used to have that massive machine. <laughs> massive is, you know, relative word where the merchant yeah. would take my card and then do. What is that about? Eh? What is that? What, from there <laughs> really, till now. What? We in the industry, we used to, we used to call it a zip zap machine, right? <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the problem was this, Arupam. Back in the day, and you know, that ages me because I was in the business of payments back in the 90s. Um, we didn't have internet connectivity across all of the stores. We didn't have fantastic telecom uh, connectivity. So a lot of times, if you remember your facts that you used to dial up, these POS devices used to also dial up and sometimes you just didn't get through. So what the backup plan was, you could take an impression of the card and you still had a bunch of other security measures. You could take a paper impression, submit that paper impression to your bank at the end of the day, and then they would process that transaction. So that you know that pretty much doesn't exist anymore. Internet connectivity is universal. Some transactions go through in a few seconds. All of that has changed quite dramatically. Just amazing. And even the signing yeah. of the slips and stuff, all that is gone now, right? Yeah. So India is one of the few countries that went to PIN very quickly. And the RBI has been quite alert on security. So several years ago, there was a PIN mandate. There was a chip mandate. These two steps made card payments much, much more secure. Because of the chip, you can't copy anything on the card. Because of the PIN, you have a secret identifier. So those two things came. Obviously, what we have done is with contactless, we've realized that you don't actually need that for a transaction that's lower than a certain level. So it's working quite well. Contactless and chip cards are amongst the most secure transactions you can have anywhere in the world, bar none. India is amongst the most secure countries for card transactions across the world. Folks, on that note, we're going to take a break. Just good to hear that India, which is a fairly large market, is secure with the new technology. On the other side of this break, we'll go deeper into contactless adoption. Believe me, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening out here. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Okay, Shailesh, let's you know talk about this data that you've got and the topic that we have today for contactless adoption. Let's start with the key market areas with the highest contactless adoption rate. What is the you know total size of contactless payments in India? Trends, you know, whether it's demographics, geography, rural, urban, anything. Let's go deep into that. Certainly. So just from a location perspective, where is the highest contactless usage? The highest contactless usage understandably is in the big cities. So you have a lot of customers tapping their cards in Delhi, in Mumbai, in Bangalore, in Hyderabad, in Ahmedabad, in Jaipur, in Pune. These are the places where we see the highest usage as a percentage of spends. Across the country, one in every six transactions at the moment is contactless, and it's a growing trend. Um, but there are some categories that one in every four transactions is contactless. Sometimes in some locations, we see one in every three transactions is contactless. So there's a lot of adoption. Um, there are some obvious categories where customers tend to tap their cards more often. You go to a supermarket, you have a queue behind you. You want to get out of there as quickly as possible. The the cashier is keen to check you out as soon as possible. So there's a very good alignment of interest, right? The merchant wants to clear your basket as soon as possible. You want to get on with it as soon as possible. You tap your card in a few seconds, it's done. And a lot of supermarket purchases are well below 5,000 anyway. So it works very well. We see the same trend at a quick service restaurant. You're lining up for a sandwich or a burger or a coffee. Typically, it's a queuing situation. You want to get out there faster. We see a lot of contactless usage in movie halls. Right, similar type of situation. We see a lot of contactless usage in pharmacies, right? And pharmacies was a big revelation when the pandemic happened. Obviously, the usage of pharmacies went up, and 
the hygienic usage using contactless was just that much more helpful. So these are some typical categories. What are the types of customers that use contactless more? The types of customers that use contactless more tend to be on the slightly younger side, right? They also tend to be customers that are also doing e-commerce transactions. Uh, these are customers that are ordering food online, they're ordering groceries online, they're on the marketplaces, they're on all the big e-commerce platforms. So there are some indications that the customers that adopt to one technology faster, typically the customers that adopt to an all new good technology is faster. I have just one question here, Shelish. <laughs> I'm a big fan of tap to pay I'm a big fan of yeah. contactless. When, when is the advocacy or the education going to happen? Because I've been to so many merchant stores where I can see that there is a contactless point of sales machine out there. And how do you increase this here? Yeah? It's, a, it's a good point, Arupam. We are trying and the industry is trying pretty hard as well. So without bothering too much about the problems, see, in the retail space, people change pretty quickly. It's a crowded retail space. There is a lot of attention to many different things. What are we doing to train cashiers and merchants better? So one of the things that we've tried to do, and it's working, is that we tie up with merchants that are sort of the trailblazers in their categories. So I don't know if you've been to a shopper stop recently. If you There's some work that we're doing with shopper stop. They're doing a great job at training their cashiers about contactless because, again, retail fashion is one of the areas that it makes a lot of sense. You're just buying a 1500 rupee garment uh, to use a contactless card. So we're working a lot with them. We're working with a company that does a lot of quick service restaurant acquiring. So through them, we're going to the coffee shops. We're going to some traditional Indian fast food restaurants. We're going to hold a whole series of that. In the past, we've done some education work at the big supermarket chains, you know, the two, three large um, uh, retail chains that we have, like a D-Mart. That's worked very well. Um, and at the moment, we're in the process of tying up to do some work with fuel uh, pumps. So again, the idea is that we go train customers and we train merchants in high-frequency locations. Chances are you are buying fuel. Chances are you're buying some fast food, some pharmacy where we've worked in the past. Uh, we worked with a PVR in the past as well or a Starbucks. We try and cover some of your high-frequency usages. The goal being that if I can get you to experiment enough, try contactless in two or three different locations, then you understand how convenient it is. And then your behavior will change. At the same time, if the merchant can, or the cashier can see how quickly it works and how secure it is, then that starts a habit. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a habit. Uh, we're working very closely with the merchant community. We're working very closely with the enablers, you know, the acquirers and, and the payment aggregators. And at the same time, we're working very hard uh, with the issuers because a lot of times, the issue is communication is trusted. So we're working with many of the large banks so they can tell their customers about the same thing. How did the pandemic accelerate the growth of contactless uh, payments in India, Shalesh? Because, you know, we've spoke about change in habit, change in behaviors and so many other things. So how did the pandemic change things? Yeah. So contactless usage went up about six times in the last three years. And a lot of that period, as you know, was part of the pandemic period. So we did see that rapid acceleration. What happened was in the pandemic, people were in search of answers, right? We had the lockdowns and then slowly you started going into retail merchants. And I remember this for myself. I went to my neighborhood grocery store and the market, it was only opening for really two hours. You were in a hurry to buy your milk and your bread and everything else and get back into the house. So during the pandemic, customers started recognizing the value of speed. They started recognizing the value of convenience and they wanted more hygiene and safety and security. All of these factors 
play towards higher adoption of contactless. So the growth, if you like, um, that six sets growth, at least four to five times or five X of that growth was during that pandemic period. Oh, and by the way, the pandemic led to similar other behavior on e-commerce as well, which is not what we're talking about. Maybe the topic of another conversation with you, <laughs> but a lot of uh, behavior change also as it relates to e-commerce. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of tap to pay. I mean, it's, I find it the best, the easiest, the most convenient, probably the most secure. I prefer it even over to cash. I mean, if there's a merchant out there where I can just do a tap to pay and just go and then I would just go for it. I mean, I'm really a big fan of that. What about security, Shailesh? Right? Maybe that's one reason which is there on people's minds that is this secure? I'm used to an OTP. I'm used to a whole lot of other stuff here. All I'm doing is just tap, pay and go. So how secure are contactless payments since they don't have an OTP? Uh, they're very secure. There's, think about it in two ways. Firstly, a lot of contactless card transactions are replacing cash transactions. You know, you're going to a neighborhood store buying 800 rupees worth of groceries. Now you're tapping your card and leaving. Just the fact that it happened on a card makes it that much more secure because if there was some problem, you have a refund mechanism. If you actually lost your wallet, you can cancel your card and nobody else can use it. There are so many controls behind cards that, you know, the public may or may not be aware of. But the amount of security and scrutiny that goes through a fair transaction is immense. Secondly, contactless transactions only happen on EMV secure cards. EMV is a global technology that secures any data that is available on the card. And on the, on the other end, the devices that are permitted to read these cards are also EMV secure certified devices. So the prospect of somebody tapping your pocket as was, you know, there's a lot of chatter about that. Somebody walking around, can they read your card from the back of your uh, trousers? No, they can't. They can't actually go through the transaction. The data bears it out. So we've now had a trend of looking at how much fraud does one get in contactless versus normal uh, old Max type cards, etc. The good news is, in fact, contactless cards tend to be even more secure than conventional cards because the customers are high um, frequency users. So we've had pretty much no incidences of fraud. A contactless transaction and a contactless card is an EMV secure transaction. I would say for your listeners and for yourself, you, you're already there. Uh, please go ahead and use the card with confidence. Yeah, good to know that. How important is regulation now for driving growth of contactless going forward? And you know, are there any key regulatory events that you're looking out for? Yeah, the regulator has been a huge supporter of digital payments in India. So there were three steps when the how the regulators acted in, right? The first is that they permitted contactless. Then they permitted for 2000 rupees, right? The second thing is that they, in um, last year, they allowed us to increase the limit from 2000 to 5000. So that was another milestone. The other thing that the regulators permitted, which is very interesting, is what's called tokenization. And there are tokenization allows you to put your card number on a phone or a wearable device. I don't have a wearable, but if you were wearing a, a connected watch. The RBI permitted the industry to go ahead and do what we call tokenization, right? What tokenization does is it takes the credentials of your card and it takes them into your mobile wallet, right? Let's say you're using one of the big wallets. And then it secures the information in a way that even if I somehow manage to hack your phone and extract your card credentials, it will be useless in my phone. Right, because wow. it is connected to that device, to that app, and to the use case, it makes it hundred percent secure. So that's the third important thing that the RBI did, which is permitted what's called device tokenization, and that's what you know globally is well known for the pays. Right, there's a lot of mobile-based pay wallets across the world, so that 
is also very much now available in india fantastic and finally last question chalish i had a look at your white paper some great data out here 74 million credit cards in india 917 million debit cards and 6 million terminals in india already what's the future of uh, tap to pay face to face of you know contactless payments in india yeah yeah so the numbers that you mentioned anupam those are you know the debit card numbers are amazing they're immense but if you look at the other two metrics that you mentioned the number of credit cards in the market and the number of card acceptors in the market that's just the beginning now here's why in india we have over 60 million small merchants a lot of those merchants don't have the ability to accept digital payments now that is growing at a really interesting pace there now some of them accept qr payments more and more of them are getting into the fold of accepting cards and that will continue to grow at a fairly fast pace so that's one trend that we will see the second trend that we will see is the opportunity to use your card uh, the use cases if you like will keep on increasing so in the future uh, we expect that you can not only use your card at large merchants you should be able to use it at small merchants one big breakthrough that might happen is that we will also start seeing card usage for transit right if you go to london and you go for um, taking a tube ride or new york metro or singapore you can actually tap your visa card and go through the gates and then that payment will get debited so that's another big trend that we're watching out for uh, the other thing that we are expecting is that as devices more and more devices become nfc ready uh, we've introduced a technology called tap to pay effectively what that does is you can take your mobile phone and if you're already you have your card on your mobile phone you can tap your card on my mobile or your mobile on my mobile and we're done you can tap your watch on my mobile and you're done so that technology is already in india uh, it will become a lot more available as more and more of the large banks and many more of the payment facilitators will take this to smaller merchants it's a great use case because the merchant is likely already have a, they already have a mobile phone so now there's no need to procure another device so are you talking about apple pay samsung pay and type stuff so those are on the buyer side when you say apple pay and samsung ah, okay. pay yeah, yeah, yeah. that Sorry. is you you're using using your mobile phone to make a transaction sure. now i'm talking about me as a seller right? right if i'm your local tailor i will now have my phone which is able to accept a transaction from your phone that's the transaction that's called tap to pay the technology is already here 10 different acquirers are ready and already in the market with tap to pay we a couple of lakh of these have already been deployed we'll see that for the freighting hey, looking forward to that shailesh i just remember you know how do i listeners know whether they've got a tap to pay or a contactless card with them i'm sorry i'm using all these terms <laughs> together because in yes. to my mind they're all the same thing so two yeah. things one is and let's do some advocacy here right i mean you know one is yes. how do i get a contactless card two how do i tell the merchant that hey you've got a contactless pos please use it just just walk us through that yes yes absolutely and it's a great question so the first thing you need to look for is on your card you should see the symbol now a lot of people locally call it the wifi card because it looks <laughs> like a wifi symbol and that's fine you know you're not precious about that so look for a symbol you'll see some concentric circles on your card that means your card is contactless now there is a rule that the rbi has that says you it's called card controls that says you must activate your contactless feature so if you have a card that that shows the logo and you've never had a tap transaction all you need to do is typically it's super easy go to your bank app right go to your bank app they'll have a little toggle that says enable contactless usage um, if you don't have that your atm will typically let you do that your phone banking will let you do that some banks let you do it on a bot 
Like my bank has a bot, I go onto their bot and then, you know, uh, she walks me through it. Uh, so it's super simple. Lots of different ways to activate it, but that's what you activate if you haven't already used contactless. If you have, then you're good. As far as yeah. merchants are concerned, if you look at the device, mostly on the screen, they'll have the same logo, right? When you're about to pay at a merchant, just tell the merchant, I want a tap. Merchants understand the word tap. Some of them understand the word uh, Wi-Fi, but mostly they understand contactless and tap. If you tell them that you want to tap, don't hand over your card. Just the fact that you don't hand over the card immediately is a trigger. In my experience, cashiers get it pretty quickly. Yeah. So folks, there you go. Number one, check whether your existing card, Visa card, is a contactless card. Look for the Wi-Fi sign somewhere on the top right hand. It's there. It's there. I, I know it. I have seen it. Two, activate it. That's an RBI requirement. So like Shalish said, you know, talk to your bank, your card provider, go to their app, go to their bot or whatever it is. And three, just, you know, just just go ahead and use it. I've been using it. I'm a big fan. And I'm sure that, you know, that you will, I mean, I hope it works for you as well as it has worked for me. But Shalish, I wish you all the best. I hope that, you know, we can actually, like you said, there are 60 million merchants in India and you've got just 6 million terminals. So that just shows the room for growth. I wish you, Visa, all the very best in this initiative. Big fan of contactless payments. Folks, that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Pesa. My guest, Shailesh Paul, Head of Merchant Sales and Solutions and CyberSource India and South Asia for Visa. Shailesh, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Anupam, thank you so much. It's so great to be talking to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Pesa Pesa. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm your host, Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. Folks, thank you so much for listening to Pesa Pesa. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.